Open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Listen, we are a church. We bring our Bibles to church. These first couple readings I'm going to do, they're not going to be on the screen. Um, we're just really trying to start a culture uh, where we're bringing our Bibles to church. And uh, so we're going to open the book of, of Isaiah, chapter 53. This isn't Isaiah. This is Isaiah. Wrong Bible. This is why I don't do paper Bibles. JK. You got to say amen. amen. Listen, if you don't have it, if your Bible glows, that's awesome. How about you lean into the person next to you? I want everyone reading this out together. We're not going to show these long verses on the screen. We're going to just kind of read it together. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If you don't have a Bible, you need to invest in your relationship with God. Can I get an Amen. I need a stronger amen tonight. Can I get an amen? amen? You need, listen to me, you need to invest in your relationship with God. We invest in a lot in relationships with guys and girls, etc. But man, how, how big of an investment is it to invest in your relationship with God? Come on. So, so important. If you don't have a Bible, I really encourage you to grab a Bible uh, for next week, man. We, we really bring our paper Bibles to church and... And it's something about a paper Bible, right? Something about highlighting my Bible and starring my Bible. Come on, taking notes in my Bible. Amen. So we want to bring your Bibles to church. I'm reading the whole chapter of Isaiah 53. You guys got it? I'm reading the New International Version. If you're reading any other version, it'll be slightly different. All right, so please lean into the person next to you. Lean in. Make sure you pull that Bible out. If you're taking notes, come on, this is the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. And it goes like this. Here we go, NIV. It says, who has believed our message? By the way, by the way, listen to me. This is it's an amazing chapter in the Bible. Really, really let it speak to you personally. Let, let it speak to you. Let it speak to you. It's talking about Jesus. Let's read it. Book of Isaiah chapter 53. Everybody focus in. It says, who has believed our message? <clears throat> and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot. And like a root out of dry ground, they're talking about Jesus. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Jesus, help us. Verse 3. He was despised. He's talking about your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Listen, if, you, if you're familiar with pain... I will let you know that Jesus resembles that feeling. He's with you. He's experienced pain. Our God isn't a God so high up. He doesn't know about issues and temptation, but he came down, and he can actually look at you and say, I know what it feels like. That's your Jesus that you serve. Verse 4, surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 7, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, 
So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. Verse 9, he was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and he will be satisfied. By his knowledge, and a righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for his transgressors. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes right there where you're at. Media team, I need you to bring me a laptop charger. I got 5%. Pray for me. Everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. Lord, we, we know what you've done for us. We're not, we're not unaware of, of your suffering. We, we know, Jesus, you actually went through some pain. You actually suffered. But, Lord, the reason why you suffered is why we're here tonight. Come on, can somebody say amen to that? The reason why you suffered, you suffered because you love me. Lord, I worship you because you love me. Lord, I'm here on a Tuesday night. I could have been anywhere else. I could have been home. I could have been out with friends. But, Lord, I'm here because you loved me. Lord, I'm only here because of what you've done for me. Speak to us today. Lord, you've already spoken. But I pray you seal the deal tonight. In your name we pray. All the church says. All the church says. Can somebody shout amen tonight? Come on, anybody love Jesus? Anybody love Jesus in this house tonight? Amen. Christian is just a servant of the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> I'll keep going, man. Amen. Amen. I call this sermon tonight. It's on the screen. If you're taking notes, write it down. More comes with a price. You see, if it's your first time here tonight, we're in the middle of a series, a sermon series. What is that? It's a series of talks, right? So for the next couple of weeks, we're in this idea of moving into more, right? We believe that this shift from Friday to Tuesdays wasn't just a physical shift, but a spiritual shift. That God was going to do something in your life. That God was going to call you to be better. He was going to call you for more. And listen, if we're going to move into more, we got to understand that more comes with a price. More comes with a price. Here's what's amazing about this book, Isaiah, is that Isaiah was written before Jesus was even born. You see, scholars believe, it says in the days of Hezekiah. What does that mean? That's the context of when this book was written. Literally, this is why you got to listen to our podcast. We have a series on our podcast called The Bible is Legit. One of the weeks we, we talked about the Bible is prophetically legit. What does that mean? That prophets writ, wrote about Jesus. They, they, they're written in the book. They wrote about Jesus years before Jesus even came. So Jesus, he lives his life. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, first four Gospels. He's living his life. He's walking. He's doing things. He's quoting scripture. He's literally completing all the prophecies that were literally prophesied about him years before he even walked into the earth. Listen to me. This passage you read about the Son of Man being persecuted, 
We didn't even notice that he was a king. We didn't even notice he was the son of God. It was, it was almost like we despised him. It was almost like we put him on the cross ourselves, right? And, and, and literally, this book that talks about what Jesus is going to go through, about what Jesus is going to do, how he's going to die, he's going to suffer, but he will see glory. He will be extended to the right hand of the Father. Listen to me. This book was written 739 years before Jesus was even born. 739. Listen, the Bible is legit. If you question it, listen, we trust it because Jesus trusted it. Amen? Isn't that amazing? That message, that, that more comes with a price. You see, here's the truth. A lot of people believe in Jesus, but a lot of people don't surrender to Jesus. What does that mean? A lot of people, they agree with God. They agree with the idea of God. They agree with Jesus. But there comes a point when you need to make a sacrifice. There comes a point when you need to actually pay your price. There comes a point where you got to say, God, I laid down my life. Make me a vessel. Make me whatever you want me to be. Lord, I'm here and take it all. Take my money. Take my life. Take my relationship. Take my attention. Lord, take it. And the truth is, we expect more without paying a price. When Jesus is our model, Jesus is the message, Jesus is our leader, Jesus, we follow him. And if he suffered through pain, if he sacrificed it all and he walked into more, listen, can I encourage you, for you to walk into the more that God has for you, it's going to come with a price. It's going to come with a price. Somebody say it's going to come with a price. Can you say it like you mean it? It's going to come with a price. My first point tonight is this. Not only did Jesus die for you, he died as you. Oh, that has to shake you up a little bit tonight. Jesus didn't only die for you, but come on, we believe in the substitutionary work on the cross. He died as you. That's why when we're here on Tuesday nights, come on, we got to raise our hands and thank God for what he's done for us. Come on, we got to get uncomfortable and say, God, I love you. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you, Lord, because you didn't just make a way. You made a way for me, and you died as me. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. The penalty of sin is death. Raise your hand if you've ever sinned before. Hands down. I'll give you one more time to be honest. Raise your hand if you've ever sinned before. <laughs> and a leg. <laughs> I've messed up before. Here's the truth. My sin leads me straight to hell for eternity. My sin away from Jesus leads me to destruction and death but Jesus made a way but God looked at the situation he looked at the equation he says I'm going to send my son to bridge the gap between me and humanity listen every time you see the cross you know what you should you know what should come into your mind can you throw up the quote it should have been me whenever you see the cross of anywhere whenever you see the cross you has has to hit you man it should have been me it should have been me that was on that cross. He paid for my sins. I couldn't pay for it. I was supposed to die. I was supposed to be in hell. I was supposed to be just wrapped in my darkness, in my sin, in my shame, in my guilt. But he made a way. Come on, if he died for me, I'm going to live for him. Come on, he didn't just die for me. He died as me. I'm going to live my life paying a price for what he did for me. God raised the son to be bruised and to die for you. Can I tell you what a change your worship is worshiping grateful? What a change your prayer life is praying grateful? God, thank you for what you've done for me. 
man, can you just let go of your notes, let go of your Bibles? Can you raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord? When was the last time you said, just Lord, just thank you for just dying for me? Thank you, Lord. Come on, every hand in this place. Come on, can we be a little bit more grateful for the, what God did for us, what he did for you? He paid a price. Come on, that, that should lead you to tears. Come on. The Bible says no one has seen any greater love to list than a friend would lay his life for someone else. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, God. Right there, begin to stir up a grateful heart. I promise you tomorrow will be better if you walk in gratefulness. Thank you, Jesus. I'm expecting, but I'm still grateful, Lord. I'm still praying for things to happen, but I'm still grateful, Lord, because if you never did anything else ever, what you did 2,000 years ago was enough for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because it should have been me. Jesus didn't, didn't just die for you. He died as you. Second point tonight is this. Jesus paid a price for something more. Jesus paid a price for something more. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Jesus saw the price that it took for you to get to heaven, for you to be righteous in the sight of God. He saw what it took. He said, I'm going to do it. He said, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I'm, I'm expecting something more. He says, listen, I'm going to die once so that millions of people can live forever. In other words, he's looking at the sacrifice. He's looking at the price to pay. And he's saying, listen, what's going to come on the other side of this is totally worth it. Can I tell you that some of us in this church, some of us have figured this out. In, in the area of giving, maybe you've been, oh God, I don't know if I want to give. I don't want to give to church. I've been hurt by the church. I've been scarred by the church. I've seen people use the, my money in the church in weird ways. Listen, I want to apologize if the church has ever hurt you. Because the truth is that the church on this earth is the church of God. Amen? And, and sometimes we've been hurt. Sometimes we, we, we don't understand things. So what do we do? We say, God, God I'm not going to sacrifice in this area because I, I'm insecure about it. I'm, I don't really trust giving. I don't really really trust, Lord, giving money to the church. How, how can I trust? And listen, if you sacrifice, you will begin to see more in your life. Can I tell you, young adults, listen, some of our leaders in this room, I have testimonies. I could be here for days about how we have been giving, and we've been faithful, and we've been giving, and we've been faithful, and out of nowhere, out of, out of left field, God makes a way. There's a bill that needs to happen, and the check comes in. That's exact dollar of what the bill is. Some of us have been praying for a car, and they're still tithing, and God drops a free car in their life. I'm not saying God's a fairly God parent. I'm not saying he has three wishes for you. What I'm saying is if you live a life submitted to God, if you live a life saying, God, I'm going to give you everything, he sees your sacrifice and he will move you into more. He will push you into more. It comes with a price, though. Man, that's what giving. How about serving? Any servant leaders in the house tonight? Come on, we serve. We give our life. Listen, your life is so much better when you're living your life for other people. You got so many issues, so many problems. Take your mind, take your mind off yourself for one moment, for one second, and focus on the person next to you. Focus on the people around you, and God will do something more in your life. Can we read verses 4 through 5? In the book of Isaiah chapter 53, it says this. It's on the screen. Surely he took up our pain. He bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So what are you trying to tell me, Isaiah, what are you trying to tell me is that Jesus' pain led to my peace. Wait a minute. I don't, I don't think you guys caught that. Isaiah, what you're trying to say is, is that the pain that Jesus went to brought peace into my life. 
man, where, where are you being stretched? Where is God leading you to sacrifice? Where is the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart to pay a price? Listen to me. Although it may be painful, although it may be sacrificial, can I tell you, it'll lead you to peace. Jesus is the model. His pain led to our peace. Isn't that an idea? Listen, I was just with my baby cousins last night. They're so beautiful. I wish my children looked like my baby cousins. Anybody got like cute baby cousins in their family? Nobody? Okay. Y'all are ugly. It's fine. I got some cute babies in my family. I don't know about y'all. You know what I mean? I got some models in my family. I got baby models. Put them in Zara. Hello. If you know a company, you know, shameless plug. Anyways. Love my baby cousins. They're amazing. Just last night, my little cousin, she gets on my back. I'm laying down on the floor. Long day. Mondays are long. Mondays are staff meeting all day, literally all day. We eat, we plan, whatever. I got home, I'm beat. And that's like the day after Sunday. Sunday, you know, we, we're there at church at 7 a.m. We're setting up everything, tearing down everything. It's literally, I'm having the best time of my life. I get home on Monday night, and my baby cousin, she jumps on me. And she's like, horsey. And I'm like, rat. <laughs> the rat's going to stay here. <laughs> He's like, horsey. I'm like, the horsey's broken. Horsey, 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 horsey. You know, little kids. Horsey, 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 horsey. I was like, okay. So I got up, and I'm literally running like a fool around my house. Can I tell you, my back was hurting. My legs were hurting. I mean, I'm just like the most beat up horsey you ever seen in your life. She's having the best time. Horsey, horsey, horsey. Man, man, man. Someone looked at me. They'd, they'd probably be like, this, that dude's a fool. <laughs> that dude is a... The definition of a fool. And, and we, see, we see dads do crazy things sometimes, right? Like, you ever see someone playing with a baby and they have, like, that face? Like, like you're weird. <laughs> Sign up for the circus, all right? Tough crowd, tough crowd. All right, I won't do that again. <laughs> Anyways, so that, that joke went, <laughs> Tough crowd, it's all good. People do crazy things. Why? Because they, they, want, they want to please the people they're, they're doing it for. Right? Can I tell you, I was painful. I was hurt. I, my back was hurt. I looked stupid. But, man, can I tell you, it was, it was because I, who I was doing it for that I kept on going. You know, little kids, another one, another one, again, again. I just kept doing it. Again. Because of who I was doing it for, I just kept doing it. I just kept going. I may look stupid. I may look dumb. I may look like an idiot. I may be tired. I may be hurt. I may be broken. Listen, if you're coming to church tired, hurt, broken, you look stupid. You look like, what, what is she doing? Why is she raising her hands? Why are they closing their eyes? I don't see a God here. Listen, I may look dumb, I may look stupid, I may look foolish, but all this sacrifice is because there's something more. There's something bigger. It's not what I'm doing. It's who I'm doing it for. I'll be here all night. It's 9.55. I'll be here till 1 a.m. if it takes me. Lord, I love you. His pain led to our peace. Sacrifice leads to something so much bigger than what you think. My last point tonight. Listen, we move into more when we move into sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. We move into more when we move into sacrifice. Where is God leading you to sacrifice? Is that to make church a regular thing in your life? Is that to make prayer something you go back to? Is that, is that making worship it just it's not something you do on Tuesdays, but every day of your life you are a constant worshiper? Is that walking not in sadness and madness or badness, but what? Gladness. Is that believing in God in every moment? Where is he calling you to be sacrificial? Because I promise you it will literally lead you into more. It will literally point you into more. Here's the thing. Here's the danger with church. Can I tell you the danger of church? has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with you. 
that you can get so caught up in the motions that you miss the heart of it all. You ever seen someone at a job that they hate doing something good, but they don't have the right spirit? So it's like, you might as well just call off. You might as well just quit right here. Some of us are in church and we're just doing the motions and we're getting to go, but our hearts are, are broken. Our souls are, are ripped. We don't have joy in our heart. We don't have peace where we're serving with everything else but love. We're giving to God with everything else but love. Some of us are seeking after spiritual things, right? Spiritual mysteries like tongues and prophecy, and we're seeking after that, but we have no love. And this is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Listen, this verse will change your life. This will change your life. It says, if I speak in tongues of men and angels but have no love, I am only a banging gong or a clanging cymbal. What does that mean? You think you're making noises to God that are pleasing him. But if you have no love, this is what you sound like. Annoying, just pushing on. That's all works with no heart. That's all serving with no love. If I speak in tongues with no love, I'm nothing. I'm just a clanging symbol. I'm annoying. Verse 2, if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and I have absolute faith so to, to move mountains, but if I have no love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, if you're a generous person and you give and you give and you give and you're making sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, listen, if you don't have the right heart, if you don't love, if you don't have love when you do it, this is what happens if I give to the poor and exalt and surrender my body, but I have no love, I gain nothing. God says, define me by one thing. God is love. They cornered Jesus in the temple in the New Testament. They said, there's 10 commandments out there. Tell me the best one. He's like, I'll sum it all up for you. Love God. Love people. It's all about love. You know what's going to keep you in the church? Loving Jesus. You know what's going to keep you making sacrifices? Loving Jesus. You know what's going to keep you with a, with a worship heart, with a, with, a, with a spirit that leans into God? What's going to sustain you is love. You see, I could talk about sacrifice all night, but without love, a, sac a sacrifice is just a, a banging symbol. Here's the question. Here's the answer. You will step into more when you sacrifice with love. That's my next point. Throw it up. You will step into more when you sacrifice with love. I'm asking the worship team to come up. You will step into more when you sacrifice with love. Right there where you're at, can you just bow your heads? And close your eyes in this place. Man, the Holy Spirit is in this room. Here's what I sense in the spirit. There's a cloud of love in this room tonight. Come on, can you feel that cloud of love in this place? God is telling you I love you. God is telling you I'm with you. Here's my name, Emmanuel. God with you. I'll never leave your sight. I'll never walk away. I will never leave you or forsake you. And tonight, you have a date with Jesus. All over this room, listen to me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. For these next couple of moments, if you could just stay put and stay seated, just kind of in reverence of what's going on. See, every week we give somebody an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. What does that mean? That means that all this whole, these last 25 minutes have been a proposal. And this moment right here is for you to step up to the call. Maybe you're here. And you've, you've made the decision to follow Jesus, but you kind of gave up on it. 
kind of walked away. Listen, tonight is the night that you rededicate your life to Jesus. Maybe, maybe you've heard of God, you've heard of Jesus, you kind of get the whole thing. But tonight you're saying, I can't leave this room. I cannot leave this place without saying yes to Jesus. All over this room, every head bowed back closed. It's going to give you your space. If you want Jesus in this place, if you want to say, I, I want to make the ultimate sacrifice. I, I want to I become a part of the family. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to be a citizen of heaven. I want to start my life loving God like never before. That's you.